0: To Ephesians chapter number 5. We're going to be back in Ephesians. There's a little bit left to do. Now uh, as you know we took a, a break for a couple of weeks um, to, uh, to do Palm Sunday and Easter. Um, and we're going to be picking back up in Ephesians 5. Um, let, me, uh, let me just pause real quick and uh, pray. Lord thank you for the opportunity to open your word together. Lord, it's um, uh, it is always a uh, an awesome privilege to to share Your Word, and Lord, I, I pray that um, You will uh, speak through me, speak to everyone's hearts. Lord, if there's something I say that's not um, under Your guidance and under, by the Holy Spirit, Lord, strike it before it ever gets to anybody. Uh, Lord, I want to represent You well, and to represent Your Word well. And so, Lord, I pray that you will um, use me this morning in uh, everything that I say. And I pray that you'll help us to hear. Um, Let us have ears to hear and hearts to understand, not what I'm saying, Lord, but what you are saying, Um, whether that is using my lips or by by your Holy Spirit directly. um, Help us to hear and understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Let me just read this passage through really quickly. Because it's been a couple of weeks, and I want to catch us up a little because uh, I started on this uh, several weeks ago, and uh, I don't know about you, but I've slept since then. Um, So I'm going to catch us up just a a little bit where we are, and then uh, get into something a little bit new. So starting in verse 22 of Ephesians 5, it says, "'Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church.' So husbands ought to love your own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason the man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself, and the and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. If you remember, a few weeks ago, um, I emphasized the verse that this was this was a mystery, and it's speaking of, of Christ and the church. I said so that this is a, an example for us, and it really goes the idea of marriage and uh, it being an example goes all the way back to the very beginning with Adam and Eve, right? Um, Adam and God created Adam, um, Adam helped, looked for a, a helpmate, right, um, and didn't find one. God opened uh, the, the side of Adam, right, created Eve out of his rib, and um, they became the first uh, husband and wife. But, by the way, um, I don't think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, remember that, that verse that uh, even Paul quotes here, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, Right that comes out of genesis three who did who did Adam leave to be joined to his wife the Lord. God. see I, I think this is really referencing um you know Jesus in the church right um, Jesus if, if you remember you know Jesus left heaven right came to the earth, but not only that, remember he's um, he's um, on the earth, and um, you know, he, there's a, the passage when he's turning the, wine, the water into wine, and uh, he he kind of confronts his mom, and says, uh, "What did it, What did we have together? You know, what what, what is it with, with you and me? My time hasn't yet come." And then you know, remember his mom and his his siblings come and trying to stop, it and he, he said, "Look, who is my mother, my brother, and my sister? It's those who do the will of my father." Right? Jesus left his father and, and his mother, and, and to cling to. His bride that came out of his side, right? So God, the whole idea, the whole reason I believe God made Adam the way he did, made Adam first, and then brought Eve along was to represent Jesus coming, right? Having to die, he was first. But then the whole point of Jesus was, was to bring along a bride to himself, who is the church. We are the bride of Christ. Right. So, when when we're looking at marriage, you know, let's we need to first remember this is an, an example. This isn't just this isn't just a passage um, to to help us have better uh, to help us have better marriages. Now, hopefully, it would be that, but that's the primary point of this passage. Is to show us Jesus in the church, and then what is it that we are trying to live for everyone else—the example that we're trying to be. All right, let me um, tell you, Paul, when he's writing this, um, marriage wasn't exactly like it, it was it is today, even. And you might even think, look, you look at marriage as a whole in the United States, and go, it's under fire right? The, you know, there's, the divorce rate is, is enormous. The, you know, there's a lot of people that just that marriage is, is not what you might think that the Bible would say it is, but it wasn't that much different in Paul's day, even for the Jews. You would think that the Jews, okay, well, they're God's chosen people, but they, um, it was very, very easy even for the Jews to have divorce, um, there was actually three different. There's, there's a passage in um, the Old Testament that says if if a if a man finds fault in his wife, he can give her a certificate of divorce. Well, there were actually three opinions um, of the of uh, the rabbis during that that day during uh, Jesus' day on what that meant. The first opinion was that um, only if uh, the, uh, the wife was caught in adultery. That's what the um, if it was a fault found in her only by adultery um, could could divorce come. The second opinion was if um, uh, if if he found any fault whatsoever, if she put too much salt on his meat that night, that was a fault, and he could divorce her. The third opinion was even a little bit more lax and said, if he found somebody that he thought was better looking, he could divorce his current wife and and marry the other so and all you had to do was have a rabbi say. Yeah, you're good to go, and you could do, you could send your wife out with a divorce and her dowry, uh, write write a letter, and, and that was it. So divorce was ha- taking place a whole lot, even among the Jews at that time, and not even to mention what was going on in that society. Greek society had gotten to be um, very, very... Uh, uh, well, it was... Greek and Roman society it had gotten to be lots of divorce. Um, number one, uh, the, the, the wife in like Roman society wasn't even considered. The, the wife was there to raise legitimate children and to oversee the household. She was not there um, to, uh, to really have any relationship with. She was not there for pleasure she was not there for um for company so much. it was just to raise legitimate kids and to oversee the household uh, the guy if he wanted company, he went with his guy friends out and did did whatever. If he wanted pleasure, he had a, a, a some some another uh, outlet for pleasure. but the wife was for legitimate kids so and even in that time, so Rome the first Hundreds of years in Rome, there wasn't any divorce, but by the time Paul comes around, divorce was very, very rampant. In fact, they said a, a woman uh, married in order to divorce and divorced in order to marry. There were, um, there were ones that... Uh, uh, they, they have writings where I think a, a lady was divorced um, 22 times and she uh, was married, marrying a guy who had, who had been divorced like 28 times. Okay. Um, it was it was really really running rampant in all of society uh the society that where paul was living and paul was writing so when when paul is writing these things i want you to get an idea it wasn't to a group of people that it was uh utopia it wasn't to a, a super you know monogamous group um so he he's writing to a, a group of people that are probably more promiscuous and had an idea of more of a um, serial monogamy even than they do here in the United States. Okay? So this was the context that Paul was writing. And then he starts out, wives be subject to your husbands as to the Lord. Um, I believe the reason he starts out with wives is because Eve was the one who who um, took the fruit, right? She's the one. Now, Adam had the greater sin, okay? Eve was deceived. Adam just flat rebelled, all right? Adam had the greater sin, but what, what I believe Paul is doing is, is more of a, it's like a restoration, okay? Wives, be subject to your husbands as to the Lord. Now, again, this is for an example Okay. This is um we we like to don't look at this as a uh just a prescription. See, people have trouble with this passage today because when you're talking about um submission and uh, being reverent and, and all this, they they go and say, well no what that's a equal society, right? You know, we're 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 all unequal an and to a huge degree that's right. Um but it's about placement, and this is about an example more than anything. Because if Jesus in the church, right, should be the ultimate example of a marriage, right? Okay, can I just, let me just say this. Is anyone in here perfect? Okay, can we all, can we just get this out of the way? For those of you all who have ever been married um, any are there any perfect husbands in here? You you've never blown it one time with your wife? Okay? All right. Let, let, let's let's flip on the other shoe. Okay. How many ladies in here you are a perfect wife? You have you have never done anything to your husband that you would be you, you okay? All right. Can we can we just get this out of the way that nobody in here is perfect. Nobody in here is Jesus. All right? I'm not okay? And Ruth said, you better believe you're not. <laughs> okay? Nobody nobody in here is Jesus, and nobody in here, okay, no, there is no perfect um, marriage here on earth. But Jesus in the church should represent what marriage is. Okay? Likewise, our marriages should represent what it looks like to be to have that relationship with Jesus. Okay? Let me say that again. Our marriages should represent, be an example of what it looks like to be in relationship with Jesus. Knowing that Jesus is perfect and none of us are, okay? Which, which means it's not going to be a perfect example, but we need to strive. To have that example now let me start with let me start with the ladies guys your turn will be here in a minute okay so I don't want to hear any amens because you'll get an oh me here in a few minutes all right ladies it says um, wise be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the head of the church he himself being the savior of the body as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Okay, Ladies, you should be a shining example of what it looks like to um, your relationship to Jesus. All right, your, your, your relationship to your husband should look like what the church's relationship to Jesus is. Let me let me say that again. Your relationship to your husband should look like what the church's relationship to Jesus is, if, if you will, ladies. You you all are the evangelists here. Okay. This is kind of a little bit little analogy. Think think of this. You're the evangelists. You all should be able to go to anybody and say, "You know what it look? You know what it looks like to be in relationship with Jesus. Look at our marriage. You know what it looks like to, to, um, to be to be with Jesus. Look at how I look at how I treat my husband. That's how you should treat Jesus with this with this one great big." Um, a caveat, you, you're not to worship your husband. Your husband is not Jesus and he's not God. Okay? And all the ladies can say, Amen, right? Don't worship your husband. Jesus deserves our worship. But you know what? Guys also thrive on praise. That's why, you know, you see guys with coaches. You know, you, you have a coach out there. And now they, they'll correct them and whatnot, but they, a good coach will praise a guy. Man, that was a great shot. Man, great, you know, that, that was awesome. Get out there and do it again. Hit him harder next time, right? Guys need the praise. And they need the, um, they need the respect. There, this, there's a book here um, that I, I haven't read in a while, but... Um, Love and Respect, Dr. Uh, Emerson Egricks. I, can't, I don't know how he presses his last name. But it's really good. Um, and I don't want to give him credit a little bit here because one thing that he says is that um, God doesn't give commands that are the easy things, right? He does not have to tell us to like sugar, right? He doesn't have to say, Make sure and eat food every day, right? That's easy. You 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 have got that much. You know he he doesn't have to say, um, you know to uh, you know sit down and kick up your feet and relax, right? But he does he does have to say you 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 need to do this and that. He gives commands that are against our natural grain to do. It's a lot. Easier, on the norm, on the whole. This is very general speaking. Is, is a lot easier for ladies to love. They're much. They're they're. They're oftentimes usually much more um, uh, loving and caring, and, and um, uh, you know they're they're the ones who make the good nurse. You know they come alongside and, and um, you know say you know, you know can I see your, can I kiss your ouchie and make the pain go away. You know, the guys say, is it bleeding? Yeah. Here, get back in the game. No blood, no foul, go. Right? And the mom's sitting there going, no, they're hurt, they're hurt. I don't see anything, go. Go play. Right? Ladies are much more loving. Right? So, um, for the guy, it's a lot, oftentimes it's a lot more difficult for them to show love and to, to be the one to... To say the big, um, I'm sorry, or I love you, or um, can, can can we just have time together? Can we? You know, it, it, it's a lot more difficult for the guys to be emotive, oftentimes. So, he's God tells the men, you got to love your wife, because that's more against the grain for guys to show that. Ladies, it's a lot easier to love. But he said, okay, you all need to respect your husband. You need to to honor him like you do Jesus. A lot more difficult. A lot more against the grain. And again, I want you to see this. Should this be things that will help us to have a better marriage? Yes. But I want you to see this. This is an example of... For us to show the world how, how do you treat Jesus? Well, see, look how I treat my husband. How, do, how are you in a relationship with Jesus? See how I treat my husband. Now, for those of you who are not married, look, some, some, some people are, um, you know, they're not married for different reasons. But that's a you know that does not alleviate your responsibility to be an example to those who are not Christian and to teach them. You know sometimes look, look a lot of times we go through trial and turmoil and such to learn, and there are a lot of there are a lot of people they they may not be married right now but they've been through the pro, they've been through a time of trial and turmoil and that gives you a lot of opportunity, in order to help bring people up and say, look, I've been there. And for X, Y, and Z reason, you know, I'm not there right now, but I can help you learn from my mistakes. Or I can help you learn um, from 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 what I've done right, too. So everyone in here, except for those of you all who are under the age of 20, okay, you need to be helping somebody else Get trained up and say, okay, number one, how do you have a good marriage? But what more than, more than that is, what does it look like to be in relationship with Jesus? Let me show you. Let me show you. Now, guys, none of you all are Jesus, but... Unless he sacrificed for us. Right? Now, how many, how many of you all were Christians before Jesus died on the cross? No, nobody? Oh, how many people were Christians in Jesus' day before he died on the cross? Nobody? So what you're saying is that Jesus died on the cross while everybody was still hostile towards him. While everybody was a sinner, before they were, before he, they were okay married, if you will, before they were Christians, Jesus died for them. Is that scriptural? Right? Guys, guess what? God wants us to sacrifice for our ladies whether they deserve it or not. That's what Jesus did. Jesus died on the cross when we didn't deserve it. Jesus died when we were a mess so that we could have the relationship with him. And what he is asking of us Is to love our wives in such a way that we we sacrifice even if they're a mess. Now let me let me ask this another question here. Um, When Jesus died on the cross, did he ever did he cease being Lord? No. Did he did he cease being the King? No. He didn't cease being God, right? So, sacrificing doesn't mean you are you alleviate your responsibility as the leader and the husband. Okay, God has created us to be men, not mice, right? But men who love and love well, men who love to the point of sacrificing, even when our wives we don't feel like we de- they deserve it, but to to lead as Jesus leads, and to to be that example. Now, it says, I told you guys, you're going to have to, you know, the the ladies got it, we're going to get it too. Um, It says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to love, love their wives as they love their own bodies. Right? So the church could not get to the point where they needed to be. Right? That's what it's, that's what it's saying. We could not, as the church, we could not cleanse ourselves. Now, it's it's actually there's a little bit of um, background here, in in especially Jewish tradition. Before they'd get married, the wives would, you know, bathe, they'd be ceremonially clean. They would, you know, we, we do the same thing today. We we primp and you know the get in all the little dress and all that good stuff, right? But. It's the same with the Jewish custom. They they, they bathe, they get ceremonially clean, but what he's saying here is we couldn't get good enough for Jesus. We cannot get clean enough for Jesus. Jesus had to do that for us. Right? Guys, we sacrifice for our ladies and Get, try to we bring them by the word of God to where they need to be. How is that? Pray for them. What biggest thing? Pray for them. Okay, you sacrifice other ways so that they can they can receive. But we need to be, be praying for them. Wash over them. Whether whether they whether we feel like they they deserve it or not. All right, it might be that they're upset at you or you're upset at them. But no. You're you're giving them grace and you're giving them love and you're you're praying over them. You're and you're you're helping them to to reach a place that they may not be able to get themselves. But you're providing those things for them that they may get there. Now again. What what is this entire process for? so that we can be an example in our marriages so that we can be an example as the church as what it, what it looks like to be in the marriage relationship with Jesus let me take that one step further because I, I talked about um, I talked about that what God wants for us is to have intimacy with us Right? He wants to have intimacy with us. Without intimacy, without intimacy, we don't have kids. Right? Everybody, okay, anybody who's ever, right? Am I right? Married folks. Without intimacy, you don't have kids. And I believe the church today has a big intimacy problem with Jesus. Without intimacy, you don't have the kids. We have to have that intimacy with with Jesus to be able to have the spiritual kids. Now, spiritual kids actually will come in, in, in two different ways: n- naturally and by adoption. I'm adopted. Okay. We need to have some natural kids. In other words, spiritual kids, but we need to birth them into the kingdom. We need to share the gospel. They need, to, they need to see us, see us as examples. They need to hear what we're saying. They need to experience the power of the Lord. They need to be birthed into the kingdom right here. We grow them up. Whether they're two years old or whether they're you know 92 years old, they get birthed into the kingdom, get discipled and, and raised up. We also need, we can get kids by adoption though too because there's a lot of people out there that have been birthed into the kingdom but they don't have parents. They've been birthed into the kingdom but they don't have any parents. And one thing that I've started praying even just recently is, is Lord give me some, give me some sons. Not yet for those girls, but again, I, want, I want some. I want some spiritual sons that I can pour into. Give me some. Give me some spiritual sons. I'm, I'm at the point. I'm, I'm, I need some sons. And so many of you here, look whether whether you are 25 or whether you're 65, you you're at the point. You need some. You need some kids. You need some spiritual kids that you can pour into. Need to be praying for spiritual kids, because you guys. Look, I've told you all before. You, you all are, are mature. You in, in the spirit. I'm, t- you're not, I'm not saying you're old. I'm saying you're mature in the spirit. You are. You know the Lord. You are prayer warriors. You've lived life. You've lived life. Um, you know not only just life in general, but you you've you've been with the Lord a long time. You know all the ins and outs. You've you've persevered even when things have been tough. Right? You've, you've pressed through even when things are really hard and you need to give that to somebody else. We need to pray for some kids. We need to pray for a baby boom right here. And whether that is people that are coming into the kingdom right here or whether that is people that need parents and uh, we, can, we need to say, look, if, they, if there are people out here that need parents, send them here. We'll take care of them. There's a, um, there's a story of Mother Teresa. Um, she was actually sharing the stage with Bill Clinton uh, years ago. And uh, I forget what, what city she was in here in the United States, but she got up there and said, you people who, who, who kill your children, talking about abortion, you, you all, if you don't want your kids, send them to me. I'll take care of them. There's a bunch of kids out here that need to be taken care of spiritually. We need to say, look, if, if, if you need a family, come. We'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. But part of that, to get back to the, the relationship issue, is that we have, as an example, whether you're married or not, that we're able to say, this is how you act with Jesus. Let me show you how. Guys, our wives should be able to say Okay. They should be able to say, "You want to, you want to see what Jesus looks like? Look at my husband." You want to see what Jesus looks like? Look at my husband. None of us are perfect, but they should be able to say that. And guys, we should be able to say the same thing. You want to see what it looks like to be the church? Look at my wife. Right? And when we're doing that, we're being an example to everybody who's out there. Let me just say this real quick. You know, I'm really early today, but that's that's unusual. Um, I'm going to say this real quick. Um, don't look at this legalistically because none, all of us fall short. And there's, there's a lot... you know we need we all need grace we all need grace and God's got all the grace that we need there are there are a lot of you know some some marriage there's there's not all marriages are made in heaven and we get that God gets that and for those who have not had a marriage made in heaven then um there's a lot of grace there. God gives a lot of grace and a lot of love. And what, he, what I believe he's, he's saying, look, just because any marriage that you've had before was not made in heaven doesn't mean that the marriage that he has with us can't be. And doesn't mean that we are not supposed to be still that example of being able to tell other people, look, this is how you're supposed to act. This is how you're supposed to, this is what you need to do. Ladies, get some ladies. You, you should you should be, you know, with somebody to disciple, and you should be discipling somebody. Guys, the same, get some guys. You're looking you're looking to somebody for discipleship, you're also discipling someone else, and you all are. You all have reached a point that you you. you I don't, I wouldn't say everybody can disciple somebody, but you all are mature. You're strong. You're able, and let's. Um, we all need some kids in here. So, this is what I. This is what I want to do. Um, I want to. pray together. I want really. There's. There's three things, all right. Knowing, remembering the grace that I was telling you about, but if there, if you need to. Receive some of that grace today, right? In the form of, look, I you know either there's a bunch of stuff I didn't do wrong, or I had wrong done to me, and I just need to receive grace, right? In in a marriage relationship, then, a either get that right with the Lord or receive the grace from Him that um, that He wants to give to you, and then number two can we pray for kids? Let's pray that the Lord will give us some kids. All right? That, Like, like I said, it comes from intimacy. It comes from, if, if there's no intimacy, naturally you don't have kids. Same thing with spiritually. If you don't have intimacy with the Lord Jesus, you're not going to have the kids. And a lot of times, honestly, there's a whole bunch of groups out there that have said, I don't want intimacy with you. And I think the Lord says, okay, he keeps trying to woo them, woo them, woo them, and eventually he says, all right, well, if you don't, if you don't want to be a part of me, then I'm going to let you out on your own. But, yeah, okay, sorry, yeah, I, I need to say this real quick. Something the Lord has, has worked on me, even from a few weeks ago. Um, you know, there's a passage in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 7 that says that husband and wives are not to withhold from each other. Right? I have I have always tried to get the Lord to um, give me more of his presence You know, Lord please just, I want to be more intimate with you please would you please just help me here Lord but it, it made such a re- revelation to me that the Lord wants to be intimate with me it's not just me wanting to be intimate with him he wants to be intimate with me and it has just totally flipped so much of how I interact with him on its head. Because I don't have to beg him for his presence. I don't have to beg and plead and say, would you please just give me more, please. No, he wants to. He's just waiting for us to have the faith to take that step. And say, Lord, you want to You want to be intimate with me? Okay, let's go. I'm game. I'm all in. So, it's it's both and we need to want to be intimate with Him and we also need to realize that He wants to be intimate with us. And when we, when you realize that and that faith level rises up in you, then His presence is, is much easier to get into His presence, because you are you are realizing that He wants to be He wants you to be in His presence, and all it takes is that step to say, okay, yes Lord, I'm giving you the time, I'm giving you the uh, my heart. Let's let's just let's get close okay let's be in when I'm talking about intimacy he will come with his spirit and be present with us in such a in such a way that he, he will be surrounded with his love and his his glory his peace and In that intimacy I believe his power will come too and we'll um, see some kids so let's get in touch with him amen let me let me pray for you today Lord, I pray, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will... Um, Lord, this is a tough subject. <laughs> Lord, I pray that you'll speak to each heart today. Lord, for all the ladies in here, Lord, I pray that you will show them however it is that they need to treat their husbands differently. That they need to treat them like they would treat Jesus so that they can be an example. Lord, if they if they haven't in any way, Lord, I pray that you'll show them in their hearts, help them to get that right with you, and uh, eventually, or whenever you lead, get that right with their husbands. Lord, in like manner, I pray for every uh, man in here. Lord, I pray that you will help all of us to see how we have not been Jesus, To our wives, not sacrificed for them, not loved them, not given to them, not not uh, help them to succeed in what they are called to do. Lord, show us how to be the men of God that we are supposed to be, and to be Christ representative to our bride. All the time, leading and loving. Lord, I pray that you'll convict us where we need to be convicted and help us to get those things right. And Lord, for all of us, Lord, I pray that you'll give us kids. We need some spiritual babes, Lord. Or whether that is through birthing them into the kingdom ourselves, send those who are lost. Or if they need the gospel, send them here. We'll give them the gospel. Lord, there's a whole host of of kids out there though that now, whether they are actual kids or whether they're adults that have been birthed into the kingdom but they don't have parents. Lord, there's some parents in here. Lord, send them here. We'll take care of them. We'll love them. We'll disciple them. We'll send them out. We'll try to make sure they stand on our shoulders rather than having to Clear the ground themselves. Lord, send them here to each one of us. Lord, I'm asking for some sons myself to pour into on a regular basis. Lord, I bless everybody here. I bless them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that you would Place your hand upon them. Lord, let them be protected on every side. Let your provision be there, um, whatever they put their hands to. Lord, let it be blessed of you. I pray that you'll surround us with your love, your grace, your peace, and your joy. That the joy of the Lord may be our strength. In Jesus' name. Amen.